0: bye Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mental Health Scoop. Happy 2022 to everyone listening, and I just want to firstly thank everyone who has supported me throughout the year, and literally all the feedback and messages, and not to mention the guests who have just made this opportunity such an experience. So I know that it's 2022, and there will be an episode incoming about you know resolutions and starting the year off on a good note, and obviously. Completely covered in PMA, positive mental attitude. For those of you who don't know, that's my motto. Um, But that's for another week because today, for the first episode of 2022, I am joining with the TikTok creator and disability educator India Atkinson, who basically just is a whole lot of good for the world and for the world of social media. And she also spreads a lot of PMA, so I absolutely love that. So. I hope you enjoy this episode. So, welcome India, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm really, really good and I'm so excited. This is the first episode of The Mental Health scoop in 2022, so Ooh.
1: welcome! New year, new me, type uh-huh. of vibes. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> um,
0: so, India,
1: do you mm. want to start by introducing yourself for maybe, you know, the small minority that, you know, don't have TikTok and in Instagram. <laughs> <you know. laughs> um, well, I'm India Sasha online, but my name's India. I usually go by that just. Um, I do a lot of TikTok content. That would be my main platform. And it just kind of blew up. I think it was 2020. And from then, I've been doing a lot on disability and stuff. So I have a disability called Um I couldn't spell it if you put it in front of me and just took it away again. Honestly, it's one of those big words that just don't know why it exists, um, which basically means I have no finger on my left hand Um, so I just do a lot of content around that try and keep it light try and keep it bubbly and just have fun with it and so how was that for
0: you growing up though? Yeah, like focusing on that kind of disability Mm -hmm. that you were born with.
1: Yeah, so I always online try and keep it light and bubbly and stuff but there is kind of that shadow in the background of it didn't always look like this and I do try and convey that in my videos as well just to keep it very realistic because growing up it was so kind of hard to navigate the world as somebody who looked different not just um, from other people's perspective but from my own perspective because obviously looking at myself growing up I was always questioning, especially when I was younger why I looked different and then And when I became more self aware as you grow up and you get older, I started to notice other people noticing that I look different. And it just was more of a challenge trying to fit in places and find friends and obviously just accept yourself kind of thing. And you, you know, that kind of would have an impact on your mental
0: health as a child because you were kind of comparing yourself to others. And that obviously can be very, very toxic. So, you know, what was the kind of process that you? you know, that age that you kind of started to
1: progress and understand how you were different? Um. Well, a main thing that made me feel like I was different was that I was feeling so isolated from everybody else. And I kind of let myself sit in that while I was younger. And it's, it's hard to get yourself out of a rut. Like it's the biggest part of getting yourself in a better state of mental health is that first step of trying to do something and identify w- what's really making me feel this way. And for me, it was that isolation. So the main thing that I try to push myself really, really hard to do was to find um, kind of methods to de-isolate myself, if that's even a word, but try and find ways to be more social or put myself out of my comfort zone and really make myself feel part of the world that I was living in. So like making myself out with my friends or saying yes to opportunities, going for jobs that I didn't even think that I should have or I would be capable of doing, joining clubs and stuff. And that was a big, big thing to help me really develop um, how I felt about myself.
0: And I suppose it's also a big part of your personality because I know that you have stated before that, you know, a coping mechanism for what you went through was humour. Yeah. And, you know, guys, if you're listening and you don't understand what I mean by saying that India is a self reclaimed CEO of hand <laughs> humour, you need to get to know that. You really need to get to know that because that is top quality content. But um that is another way to look at it and you have been you know, you're one of the lucky ones really to be able to have that outlook on your struggles and try and see it in a positive light. Yeah. Because I know it's very hard. Uh-huh. And I'm sure you've experienced like yourself, like there's days that you have your down days, and there's days that you are kind of angry that you know that like things aren't going your way, and I just yeah, do you know what I mean? And it and it can be it can be difficult, but you know what kind of advice would you give for somebody that is trying to come and you know join that process of trying to become more positive?
1: Um, I think everything is down to interpretation, like that that big marker of interpreting something for example me whenever people used to look at my hand I used to then interpret that as oh they're looking at me because I look disgusting or they're saying oh look how weird her hand looks or they're making fun of me in their heads even if they aren't even saying anything and now I've kind of tried to change that and interpret it differently whereas people are looking at me and I'm thinking oh maybe they're not even looking at my hand maybe they're just looking at the fact that my outfit looks class or maybe they know me from TikTok or maybe they're wondering how I do something and having genuine interest in educating themselves and I think that interpretation is so so key because you can look at any interaction in your life and take it in a bad way or you can try and twist it and look at it in a good way and i think that's a big part of how i see everything like everything can be spun in your head you're fully in control of how you think and that is the one thing that we all have and i think whenever you spin that and try and look at things in a good way or even if it's bad how you can make it good yourself you can just look at the world in a much better light Mm-hmm. and when you are looking at it in a in a different light you know you also you're
0: helping others as well because you know from your, your own like individual experience you're sharing that with other people through your TikTok and things like that but Aside from that, you also stated I-, I love researching. You know, I kind of know a lot about you. It's kind of creepy. It's not really, but don't view it in that way. Um, but you work for BBC Bitewise as well, mm-hmm. and you were kind of um, helping and supporting students who were going through education, which obviously we know mm-hmm. and we both experience how awful education is yeah. whenever it gets to the stressful times yes. of the months. Um, but how kind of what kind of advice did you give, or did you even really learn anything yourself mm-hmm. while you were giving that advice to students because you were going through the same process yourself?
1: Yeah. No. So honestly for me, studying was just like a big stressful brain, like it was just me constantly against me, like I was, if it was doing loads, it was just that it was burning out so, so fast, and if I wasn't doing enough I was getting really hard on myself yep. for not doing enough, and I'm one of those people I really do like push myself to do more than I think I'm even like able to do sometimes you can only give so much, but whenever it's something so important like exams, it is important to try and give something, so one of the things that I actually learned from somebody else on the, that TV show um, was about trying to take little tiny breaks for yourself, I think it's easy whether you're in the house or whether you're at the library to spend, I don't know, ages sitting on your phone while you're trying to study. And it's a nightmare. Like, you're just, you're stuck, even on TikTok nowadays, if you're a student trying to get work done, you're stuck on apps, like, constantly looking through things. And when you're younger, it's like, if you're in the house and you're studying, you're going down to the fridge, you're going everywhere, you're talking to somebody, you're fixing, you're doing your makeup or something, you're literally doing anything to try and procrastinate. Mm -hmm. And I think a way around that is by delegating a little fraction of time to just doing whatever you want to do, like your free time. So an hour studying, then a 15-minute break, then an hour studying, then a 15-minute break. And set a wee timer for yourself to keep it really structured and just do as much as you can in that hour. And if after that 15 minutes, if you feel like you can't go back, then take another break and then go back to it because mm-hmm. it's important to not push yourself because you will just burn out and that's useful for nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and also, because you are, you take a
0: lot on for yourself mm-hmm. as well as your social media, but also uni, your education, and then your job as well, mm-hmm. and content creating. You have a new website. Yes. Do you, is there a way that you kind of uh, find organisation and try and motivate yourself to? Because I know, as you said, sometimes you can crash when you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you think, like, there's maybe even like, do you write? Do you journal? Do you have a diary? Like, what kind of ways do you keep yourself
1: organised? Um, Well, it depends on what it is, genuinely. Like I have so many, I kind of decompartmentalize everything that I do to try and keep it all separate so that I can really go on one thing and just focus on that. Because whenever you've got a lot going on, it's easy to be preoccupied with one thing when you're trying to do another thing. So like with TikTok, I try and save signs. I save videos that I maybe want to recreate or reinterpret with studying and stuff. I just delegate a day where I'm going to just do studying Mm -hmm. and to prepare for that while keeping my job done but out of the way so I can focus on uni work I'll always like make videos in advance so that I can like you're almost like preparing for a day that you can't do anything you're really letting yourself like you're organizing things beforehand so that you can take a break and have things sitting ready so that if you need to take a day to do whatever else that everything's just all sitting ready and prepared and it means you can just breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to have a break
0: as well. Mm-hmm. So, did you have like a nice period over Christmas that you were just like, oh, I'll just and like TikTok's an enjoyable thing, so you yep. could do that as a kind of hobby as well. Yep. But also take a break from education, give yourself your mind a time to reset, yep. so that you're ready for the new year. Um, <laughs> um, I know I'm. I had COVID at the very start of 2022, so I'm. This is my first week of twenty yeah. I'm pretending the last week didn't happen. <laughs> um, but as well as being a disability advocate, you also do an amazing job at promoting self-love mm-hmm. and body confidence and things like that there Mm -hmm. and you know what were the main steps that helped you on your own journey
1: um. Well, I think a big part of it is just kind of having the wider look on life. Like, I genuinely look at life as this is the only one I'm going to get. Why would I spend my time wasted hating the person that I am and I will only have this one body? Like, this is the only thing that we are given. So, there's literally no point in wasting your life in hating yourself. Like, the only person that you will be born with and die with and have to live with your entire life is you. And I think to love yourself and enjoy your own company, you're your best friend, and I think that there's nothing more enjoyable than being able to sit down and just enjoy being with yourself and do whatever you want to do. And do you have any like, wee rituals of self-care that you would use yourself? Um, well, mine, I don't know if it's really, it's caffeine sometimes. Yeah, like I, I, I just agree. love a coffee. Like, I don't know why. I just really love having a wee coffee. And that, to me, is a big treat. It will make my day so much better. Um, and another weird one that I do, um, I love watching the news. I don't know. Recently, a lot of people are complaining about the news. And I just really enjoy it. It, like, starts my day really well. I'll sit with my coffee. I'll watch the news. And it really, like, lets me chill in the morning so that I have, like, me time. But also wakes my brain up, in a way. And I'm, I'm getting more aware about the world and things, and I just have a really, like, eager... You see bad things on the news, right? And it's always, like, this is happening, this is happening. And you can really let that start your day off as a bad thing. Or you can say, there's so many problems out there. What can I do today? What am I going to do? My life could be done and made useful by doing something, and that's what I want to do with, like, disability and stuff, and all my advocating for things and change and diversity. And it really does... It's a motivator as well. It really is and when you look at it in that way that is actually so interesting because I
0: know a lot of people do like condone the no- news is just all negativity mm. but when you even are Viewing that as like all you know the deaths or COVID or something like that Mm -hmm. or something tragic that's happening you also have to put yourself in the perspective like look how lucky I am Mm -hmm. it's a time for you to be grateful for the position that you're in at the minute and the the opportunities you have whereas you know obviously that's not the same for some people on the news and you're looking at yourself and you're just like well I have this opportunity to do my day and to live to my Mm -hmm. best ability today and do whatever I want and that's a really really lovely way to put it but I I really do agree I think that actually not a lot of people watch the news anymore Mm -hmm. especially in our generation. And yeah. I think it's important to be self-aware of what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's one thing to allow yourself to kind of embark on that journey of self-love and but like you're also encouraging other people to do that through your TikTok yeah. and through your content and th- through things like that there. And I also did see the other night on your story that you <laughs> um met like you commented under like a brand's yes. clothing thing and you you kind of you know you didn't you didn't criticize them in any way. Mm-hmm. You said you loved their work and everything. Mm-hmm. But they were they were lacking in like you know f- plus size and things like that there. Mm-hmm. Do you think there is an issue with you know the incl- inclusivity like today?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's almost at that stage where. People are pushing it in the wrong ways as well. I feel like there's a lot of tokenism where people are just trying to tick boxes, where they just want to have, right, we've got our plus size, we've got our disabled person, we've got our different race. And it's it's not really the type of inclusivity that is sustainable because they think if they do it once, kind of, they can leave it for a while, then maybe do it again in a few months. And that's not what I want. I want it to be so normal, to see everybody of every shape, size, colour, everything. I want there to be so much diversity that we don't even think about anything. like I know even I've had conversations with people where I've maybe had, I have loads of friends who have different limb difference difference and stuff and disability. And I was talking to someone about maybe an opportunity where me and my friend who also has a disability would be doing something and they were like, oh, I don't know if maybe that would be doing too much because you both have a disability. Maybe it'll look a bit weird. And I was just like, it shouldn't look weird. It should be, you wouldn't say that about two able-bodied people. You wouldn't, like, I'm putting able-bodied in brackets because I'm perfectly able. But having two people who are completely what you would expect, kind of, they have everything, that they're just, nobody would question that. And yet they question two people with disability. And I think that's just, we're getting to that point where one's enough, but that's, we'll just leave it at that. And that's, I think, bad. It's going a bit backwards on it and being kind of, backwards inclusion so that's something that really gets on my nerves there. yeah and i completely understand
0: what you're saying like you're saying that basically you know you if there is a campaign or something mm-hmm. you know you'll note and be like oh well done to them they had a mixed race person on there yeah. and like you, we shouldn't be noticing these things yeah. like we yeah. should j- just be looking at that and be like oh they've got a new line out like mm-hmm. not noticing who's in it or yes. what's what's going around the picture or who's yeah. in the picture or what kind of uh, like demographics they're representing like that shouldn't matter Mm -hmm. so like what do you think we could do to try and decrease that you know that stigma?
1: I think there needs to definitely be a push just for in every aspect of society everybody to take responsibility for whatever they're responsible for for example Brands and fashion and marketing, that is a very big part of, I know myself, young girls. And young girls are the ones that I think sometimes go through the toughest, even young boys as well. Boys are really, really kind of neglected in terms of being represented, and I think there's a bigger push on girls. But even then, the image that we see ourselves is usually reflected upon where we see our brands. Like, who, who do they have on? Who's the biggest influencers? Who's on TV? Red carpets, movies, everything. That culture of kind of media is just such a big, important factor in things because I know from myself growing up I never seen anybody that looked like me and that was one of the things that I kind of I want to do with doing social media is to be someone that somebody else can see and that looks like them because that's a big part of what made me feel isolated just that there was nobody out there that I could see that looked like me so if we could just everybody that has any responsibility for something just keep in their mind we need to try and represent everybody and feel passionate about it I really I would love if just the world felt as passionate about it as I do because I feel like then we wouldn't really have as many problems with it because everybody would be Pushing and keep mindful of it. No, that's so true, and and I think it's
0: uh, it is sad. Like you, you are you have a di- different outlook than a lot of people with disability mm. because um, I'm obviously not going to name names. But my friend allowed me to speak about this in the podcast, mm. and she has a limb difference, and yeah. she is comfortable. Like outdoors and everything with that but when it comes to getting pictures taken and mm-hmm. Instagram she heads her hand. Yeah. So like that I think that's so sad and it shouldn't mm-hmm. be it shouldn't be the case. Like it mm-hmm. should be that everyone feels comfortable the way they are because yeah. we're all individual. Mm-hmm. We all have our flaws and we all have our beautiful things mm-hmm. and we all have our own unique things and like things about our bodies and I think that it should be shown to the best of our ability all the time. Yeah. And I think that is an issue of Instagram obviously mm-hmm. because we're always showing our be- the best version of ourselves. Yeah. Like what do you view as like you using fillers and things like that.
1: I think it's kind of one of those subjects where there's no right or wrong answer because a lot of people rely on these filters to make themselves feel like they can post and it can really make somebody feel good, do you know what I mean? So it's it's not that it's always negative because if it makes you feel good, like that's that's a positive thing. I just think if everybody's always showing the best version of themselves and always having like extreme filters on stuff, then it can almost give like an incorrect vision of the world and people are looking at themselves in the mirror and then looking at their phones and going, why don't I look like that? So so I think there's kind of it's one of those things where there's just there's a good side and there's a bad side and it's just about trying to find that balance of making yourself feel good without making others kind of especially people who are big and influencers and stuff setting an example of trying not to be overly fake and trying to really kind of be themselves. I mean, it's it's kind of sad too because you you want to, everybody to be themselves and influencers themselves feel like they can't for some reason. So there's kind of that thing there of why can't they be themselves? There's a whole. A, society as a whole needs to kind of move forward of trying to be just happy with who they are. No, literally, and me and Jerry Labs actually had
0: the exact same conversation Mm -hmm. and we were talking about Khloe Kardashian's situation because she's always been, you know, discriminated because of using filters and Mm -hmm. things like that and saying, oh, you've got a new facelift this month, you're Mm going to look different next month. But There was the media that led her to be like that, like, self-conscious because she was always being compared to her other sisters and she was always deemed the ugly sister, in brackets, Um, and, like... That is awful and that has led her to be self-conscious mm-hmm. and like want to reach out to use
1: filters. And that's really the, the, the downside of media. You can't do right from wrong. Mm-hmm. That shows so, it reaches everybody. Like if it's reaching Kim, like, the Kardashian clan, like if, if it's reaching the Emmons, like you know that not anybody, like nobody is exempt from this kind of pressure that's on
0: us. And you know that's what I'm saying like there is unfortunately a downside as well as a really good side of social media there is a large proportion of people that you know suffer from online hate and you know are pressurised to create certain content and you do have a very large following and very like quite a lot of platforms so do you ever feel that pressure to, to create some certain you know you have to feel like you have to be a certain person? I
1: feel like sometimes the videos of mine that go the most viral are my videos whenever I do have like humour about my hand and that's great. That's I, I love doing it and that's a big part of the content that I make. However, it's not all I am and because there's such a demand for videos like that, you kind of feel like whenever you do videos that are just about you, like I do so many things, it just so happens I also have a disability. I don't want that to be the focus of who I am, especially online as well. I feel like I am so many things and a lot of people are like that. They just, TikTok goes viral for things that are just out there like and with yeah like with videos with doing my hand and the the content and the humor videos they go viral and then you feel the pressure to make more of those videos even whenever you're wanting to just make a video of you doing your makeup and it's like kind of touch and go with that
0: no I understand and then you feel like you know people don't want to watch the, the content of you just doing things yeah. that you love you know the things that, that you want to like show and mm. like kind of progress that, that that's what you do in your spare time and things like that because yeah. like people love your personality mm-hmm. and there's no doubt about that so why should you not be showing like yeah. your ins and outs of the day yeah. um, but what about hate? Have you experienced anything like that yourself and like
1: you know how did you kind of have you dealed, dealt with anything like that? The biggest majority of my hate comes from critique about my body, which is really, really awful. <laughs> it's kind of if if I wasn't who I was, and if I wasn't able to make things kind of seen positively, and mis- like reinterpret these comments to into humor videos, I feel like it would really get you down. Like the comments about my hand, about the way it looks. Um, the most common one is saying that it looks like a foot. Um, I constantly get that and it kind of when I was younger that was really because people had said that before even before I was doing videos like even and I'll put friends in brackets because that's not really (laughs) friends would have done something like that like I had a friend who grabbed my hand and played it like a trumpet because apparently it looked like a trumpet and I have always received kind of like this critique of how I look and online that is the biggest thing and it really makes me not even feel sorry for myself because I can deal with it but the people that are reading the comments that look like me that maybe can't take it that is what really hurts me most because I need to then, um, I feel like I need to go make a content or video about that comment and twist it around and take it back and kind of own it and make it funny and make it seem less awful just so that everybody watching can see that these situations can be handled because no matter what you look like, you're always going to receive hate, and especially when you put yourself out there online, there's just an awful lot of people out there, unfortunately.
0: Oh, I know. And, and like t- having, again, that positive outlook is really, really important mm-hmm. for them, you know, them viewers that are like, have disabilities mm-hmm. as well. And the thing is, though, that obviously, as we have talked about the negativity side, there also is such a great positive side with social media, because it creates a community yeah. that, you know, everyone is normal, and we're all together. Mm-hmm. And there's no, we, the, there's, you know, the stigma of diversity is lessened. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, you know, there's good sides and bad sides, but there is things that can be done for both. Yeah. And, you know, the con- the connecting, like, whenever you were growing up, mm-hmm. um, did you, like, meet your friends, like, through a group or something that had the disabilities as well?
1: Um, I actually was, when I was young, young, um, part of a charity called Reach, and that was like the first kind of lifeline for my parents, mostly, um, to meet other parents, and also, like, they had kids with disabilities and stuff, and that kind of made me see the world a bit different, because up until then, I had never seen anybody, um, so I have friends that I have known for, like, 15 years that I met there, and majority of my friends nowadays that I've met, more, like, recently, have been from online. It's been from, like, this push of people just being themselves online, and then that a lot me to discover them and them to discover me and it's been absolutely amazing like even last night i was at dancing with the stars ireland and ellen Kane, she's like a paralympian she's incredible she's dancing on that and i would honestly say she she makes me inspired the amount of stuff that she gets up to so it's great like having this reach online of having to um being able to find people that are like you and it's, it's incredible because you do make friends for life if you find them Exactly, and
0: it's creating that connection with everyone. Yeah, it's amazing. But if we move on to the motivation side, because mm. you do too much, to be honest, <laughs> and I want to know how you do it. So if we're, you know, discussing that kind of side, we are on in the second week of twenty twenty two. Yeah. So how did you start off your twenty
1: twenty two? Or did you, you know, set goals mm-hmm. for the year? Um, did you set your resolutions? Um, Well, I'm a big fan of writing things down because I feel like whenever you set goals in your head, sometimes it, it seems good when it's in there and then whenever you write it down, you actually see, right, how am I going to get there? And it starts to get more practical. So I feel like whenever you set yourself goals and stuff, sometimes it can be demotivating whenever you're setting yourself goals that are like literally impossible for you. To, well, not impossible, nothing is, but it, it will just be really disappointing, you know, whenever you don't get it, um, especially if you've set yourself a timeline for getting it. Like by the end of 2022, I want to own three houses. Like that's just, sometimes some of the goals that we set for ourselves are just like impossible. Um, so I really love doing my research, writing down my goals, making it pretty, like making it a really fun thing to do. Like I. Love of drawing and colouring and stuff so I interpret that, I'll get a wee page, write down stuff I want to achieve and then I'll actually look into it, how can I get here, set like mini aims and stuff so that I can see if it's an actual feasible goal and then that also gives you kind of the, the route to start achieving it and you can feel like you're actually getting something done which is a real boost.
0: Definitely and like I agree, I'd be the exact same, Like I need to write everything down and if I don't write it down then I don't do it so yeah. <laughs> it's never going to happen if I don't <laughs> write it down yeah. but The only thing is, I would be quite, well, I'd say quite an anxious person Mm -hmm. when it comes to setting goals, because as you said, sometimes I may set them too high. Mm -hmm. And even though I know how to get there, it's the whole thinking about, the process of getting there and it's it can be demotivating like you're just Mm -hmm. like oh my god this will take years like this is like people are going to be like why are you doing that like Mm -hmm. you're from you're from this wee small village like why are you setting your goals Mm -hmm. so high like that's never going to happen and people can try and set you off the you know your process but I I think that that it's trying to get that balance between being realistic but also supporting yourself and believing yourself Mm -hmm. giving yourself that you know aspiration and something to look forward to and something to achieve yep. but yeah I definitely do find it kind of stressful like have you ever experienced anything like imposter syndrome
1: absolutely especially with kind of the all of a sudden being blown up on TikTok you're like putting all these different places with people who like if you've used achieving so much and you're like how am I even here like these people have done this that and the other like like Ellen, she's a Paralympian. I was wondering, how am I in the same room as this? One? How does she even want to talk to me? You just sometimes feel like. I'm not doing enough, why am I even with these people? And that's really bad too, because you're not appreciating what you've done, whether big or small, you're in the room for a reason. And I think that's a really good thing to take on board. Like, for some reason, you are where you are, and you're going where you're going, and you just need to sort of blank out the background noise and just focus on you and what you're doing. Because especially when you have a lot of feedback from people saying, oh, well, you're from here, how are you going to do that? You just need to learn to tune them out, because you can almost feel bad that they don't have the mindset of being able to push themselves and for some reason you have that mindset and you can almost try and see it that way. like You're able to push yourself to go further and it's, it's not a bad thing either. Yeah, I um, I don't know, but it's it's like trying
0: to just put yourself in that. It's it's hard to get yourself in that mindset yeah. and thinking positive about it all and thinking about the situation that you're gonna be in uh, when you you know like there's gonna be a lot of hurdles on the way and mm-hmm. I think that needs to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a straight road. Yeah. Like there's gonna Nothing be is. there's gonna be something that comes in here that's gonna make you want to quit and not yeah. not continue. Okay. But it's trying to just be. You know, make yourself aware that that's going to happen, and mm-hmm. be prepared for when it does. Yeah. So, you know, what is your kind of goals then? If I'm, <laughs> if I'm, I'm trying to, I'm not going to be nosy, but like, what do you really aspire to be when you're older?
1: Um. Well, because I get so um preoccupied with like one thing. I want to kind of I, I get bored for her easily with just like focusing on one thing um. so I, I want to have so much going on I don't think there's a singular career path I want to have for myself all I know is the bigger goal that I want to achieve and contribute to the world which is making a change on how we see ourselves and normalizing disability and normalizing kind of everybody it shouldn't be weird as we were talking about earlier that is my bigger goal so the, all the little things that we have to try to contribute to that would be my goals that I have going forward so I've got like wee bits kind of like planned that I want I really particularly want to reach to the younger generation, like the children, because they are our future. And um, I think it's very hard to, to reach the younger children as well. Um, but that's that's a big goal that I want to try and get. Definitely, and it's exactly the same with mental health as well,
0: India. Mm. Like as you know, like there's not very much education mm. on mental health at, when you're in primary school. Yeah. I don't know if it's changed since we were younger, but mm-hmm. I know that like whenever I was younger, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And whenever I first experienced my real battle with, you know you know, self-esteem issues and mental health, Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about it. So it was, you know, podcasts and being able to research and social media that Mm -hmm. actually made me self-aware of what was going on in my life, which is amazing. And that's why I love this podcast. And I love, you know, TikTok and accounts like yours that, you know, normalise them conversations and normalise the ability to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that you do an amazing job at it, to be honest. And, you know, I... You're one of the people I do look up to. I'm not not trying to be cringy, but I really do appreciate everything you're doing. And there's so many accounts and so many things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about social media. You know, there is definitely accounts that maybe do, um, you know, hide the the negative aspects of life. And sometimes that's not very good. And sometimes you know it makes you constantly be comparing yourself to them. Mm -hmm. But if that is making you feel uncomfortable and it's not making you feel happy, then. All you have to do is simply unfollow yeah. and make sure that your content is just full of people that inspire you and keep you motivated. And I think that's just the the really big, massive, positive thing about social media is that you can cur- curtail to what you want to see. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, whenever you're going through your own social media, is that what you kind of, you know, think about as well?
1: Yeah, no, I do. I, I only follow people that I feel like contribute to whatever I'm doing, whether it's, like, making TikToks or in, in uni and anything, really. I had to actually even follow a few people just as you were saying that because it just seemed so, like... Like, I'm a really positive person and I, I really do love myself, but I'm only human as well. We're all only human. And sometimes seeing these accounts that are just so, like like the details are just incredible. Like they're beautiful people and things, but I just looking at them sometimes, it just makes me think like their life is incredible, but I just can't look at it right now, especially when I'm feeling down. You just sometimes have to know to unfollow just when you know it's not contributing to you in a positive way. Just, just unfollow them. Like they're living their best life. I'm going to try and live mine now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And do you think that, you know, whenever you were going through them sort of negative aspects in your life mm. did you have like good friends and people that were supportive around you
1: yeah like i really do feel like i've been quite lucky in that i have parents that are really really helpful with things like that i mean the humor that i used to get through like anything with disability has came from my dad it was actually him that kind of made the jokes about me with me when i was younger to, to try and like train my brain almost to see things kind of differently and I'm so glad he did because without that like I wouldn't be who I am today, Mm -hmm. without the humour aspect I think it's really really like one of those things that you just have to try and navigate. Definitely and I
0: think that what you're doing is amazing Mm -hmm. and I think everyone loves to see it Mm -hmm. but I also think there is an area there that you could uh, join YouTube maybe.
1: (laughs) Doug, this is one you of know. the goals. This is one of the things I've been trying to push myself really? to do. Yeah, it's the editing side of things yeah. that really gets me because it's just you can talk. I can talk for days. Like I can just sit and talk about absolutely anything. But when it comes to the editing side, it's one of those things that I have to motivate myself to do. Like talking about motivation, I need some motivation to sit down in front of the laptop and try and get edited that. And whenever it's a new thing, it's like, how do I even do this? Whenever you're writing your goals for your New Year's resolution, mine is to do YouTube. And whenever I'm trying to look at how to edit them, it just can be so overwhelming see like getting to write things down, maybe some apps that I can use, some people I could ask for advice because sometimes I feel like the best thing you can do is just ask. If you don't ask for information you won't get information. So that's what i'm trying to do <laughs> and you know
0: what and that we're here for one life mm-hmm. and you may as well do as much as you can yeah. before it's over and that's the way i'm looking at it because i know it can be you can you can reach a period that you're a burnout but mm-hmm. at least you have these things that you've overcome and mm-hmm. you can say look i did this i did that job this job this job and yeah. in one week and like i'm so capable of everything mm-hmm. so if i've been able to do that at that age mm-hmm. i can do that for the rest of my life yeah so it's just keeping that motivation that positive attitude be proud of yourself yourself, tap yourself on the back give yourself a rest Mm -hmm. whenever you whenever things don't go your way it's not your fault it's Mm -hmm. a learning curve and that's all life is a learning process and there's always going to be setbacks Mm -hmm. so we'll finish up with this last question because you know it wouldn't surprise (laughs) me if you have like an awards ceremony or something lined (laughs) up for the evening so what advice do you have for someone who is doubting themselves or struggling with their disability or mental illness you know even like a quote that you would say to yourself whenever you're struggling
1: You only have one life, so you better do your best with it because you don't get another one. Love yourself for who you are, you're your best friend and just do everything you want to do. Say yes to anything that you want in life.
0: Perfect. That just really sums it up. (laughs)
1: Like the 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 PMA is just too much in this room
0: today. (laughs) So that is us wrapping up for the very first episode of the Mental health skip of 2022 thank you so much for joining us india thank you for having me i really really thoroughly enjoyed it and those listening i will be tagging india's socials on my social media because let's be honest after this podcast you want to see a lot more of her don't you (laughs) (laughs) and i'm also going to finish off with a special thank you to james mckenna um, for joining us today to shoot a promo for the mental health scoop he's extremely talented and you will be seeing that video very soon so you can have a look at his social media too so i will all see you next week on the mental health scoop